I cannot hear you. I'm saying, can, can, where is a river of life church? That's right. where can you there? give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and his love endures forever? He is good. Tell him, you are my God. Can you stand up and lift it up your hand and say, you are my God. And I will give you thanks. You are my God. And I will exalt you. You are my light. You are my salvation. You are my king. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is my life and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I want you, I, I like you stand up and sing with me. <laughs> I like to hear, like, when I hear the people in Cuba, we say, Amen, or shout to the Lord, and everybody was shaking, and the, maybe the roof is shaking. Because yeah. the shine. The atmosphere is filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You can feel? Yeah. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my life and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be
Lord and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will trust. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Tell him. I will trust in you. to our hearts. How many of you have been ministered this morning by the praise and worship? 
What a beautiful songs we sing uh, about Jesus, our Savior, our King, our Healer, everything to us, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, today, I'm so glad to be uh, with you all to, uh, in his presence. And thank you, Pastor, and all the leaders in the church. Uh, welcome us uh, this morning here. And uh, I want to share a few things about uh, what is going on in Mexico and the places we're working. And uh, many of you know that there are very difficulties we are facing in Mexico. And uh, uh, wrong forces is taking over. But, you know, everything has a purpose. God has a purpose. You know, we are recently, we were in uh, Cuba. Uh, you know, everybody knows it's a communist country. And, uh, but, you know, the, all the suppression, you know, what happening is that is uh, moving the hearts of the people for hunger for God. And uh, I never seen people have a, such a hunger to hear God's word. And uh, the, whenever we are having services, people uh, walking, walked many miles came over there. They came almost uh, one hour, one and a half hour early. Uh, they were not chit-chatting in the church. They were praying. They were praying. So everyone coming, they joined the prayer. When the time uh, the service is uh, open, man, there was a fire. And uh, people will have a hunger for God's word. And uh, we get to visit some of the people in uh, Cuba. And uh, I just kind of believe how far they live. We went to taxi. They were walking. Their streets are very horrible. With the mud and water and everything, people just walking and coming in the presence of God. You know, it is all over India. And uh, the same way, you know, people have a hunger. So anyway, in um, Mexico, uh, it's very difficult. Uh, I usually don't share many trials we are going through because we don't want that to be uh, something elevate us or looking for um, funds or something like that. We don't want uh, to be that. But we, I just want to mention you because your church is so special. I was telling the pastor, uh, we only go a uh, couple of churches. This is one of the churches we come, well, you know, every time pastor invite me. And uh, another church in this same town here, uh, we go. And we don't go anywhere else. And we don't have no time to go around. But your church is so special. Like pastor said, uh, send uh, many people over there and our difficult time uh, you, are ch you all stand with us and helped us in many ways and uh, supporting us and uh, so I just want to share a few things experience we've been going through uh, you know every time you know in the many years last um, uh, probably 10 years we've been harassed uh, we've been in the gunpoint and uh, you know last year I got uh, uh, held hostage and uh, demanded $200,000 need to pay, and uh, uh, locked me up in a place, and uh, I was alone that time, and uh, I didn't know what to do. They pointed me out, all the people they killed and hanging in the trees, and I can see the vehicles, people are uh, sitting there, died and uh, you know bleeding, and they told me this is gonna happen to you if you hurry up and raise the money, $200,000. I told them, listen, 
you can do whatever you want to do because I have nothing to lose. <laughs> I have nothing to lose. I have everything to gain. And uh, I'm, I spoke to them many things, but, you know, he's all uh, gone to the dead ears. And, uh, but, in the, you know, the one night, God gave me a wisdom to escape. And I escaped. Next week, I was in uh, Mexico again. <laughs> then uh, we gone through many things. Uh, 2010, you can put the picture. Our place, somebody got saved and their family got mad, or I don't know what is happening. They burned our church up to the ground. And, uh, you know, uh, sometimes the devil do the things. The devil thinking they'd harm us. But really, it's not. He, they are helping us. So today, you can show some more, some more slides that burn. And today, uh, you can go back. To, okay, this is our church today. I remember the scripture in Psalms 23rd. God prepared the table midst of the enemies. And I'm just praying for more enemies. <laughs> so God can bless us beyond. And uh, so this is our campus over there. And these are the people who are coming. And uh, this is inside of the place. And God done great thing. And this is a VBS we do uh, in Victoria. And so, so you can keep going. And uh, you can read this is a VBS we do in uh, San Luis. VBS in different places and with the kids. We minister around uh, uh, many kids in a different, different places. We minister them every summertime. Yeah. And this is uh, some of the open air meeting we organize and minister to the people who never heard the gospel. And uh, This, and also, we just started a, nearby the Texas-Mexican border uh, a ministry, and that is some of them we saw earlier. This is a, some of the Christmas gifts we give to the kids uh, in a different parts of uh, Mexico. This is a shoes for uh, Jesus, we call. You know, we give a shoes. And last time when we give, we give a 700 pairs of uh, shoes. This is, a, this is a, some picture of how the shoes they've been wearing. Let's look at the next one. Okay, keep going. So this is a, in a ministry in India. You know, we were, in th- you know, last time when we were here, you guys, uh, you know, you, your church and pastor allowed us to get a tickets and helped us financially to go over there. And the work is going. God, God opened us a school to us to minister. And uh, he's able to minister different group of kids and uh, come from different religion. And uh, we're able to uh, sing songs and, you know, minister to them. That is a picture. This is in Cuba. And uh, we, we start a ministry over there. And a lot of people are coming to hear the word. And uh, really... They really have a great 
hunger for God's word. People just believing God can do. This is a, uh, you know, the chocolate we, we didn't know. I didn't know uh, the last trip, a couple, of, oh, a couple of months ago we made, I didn't know what to take to all people. They're good people. So I decided to take a biggest uh, chocolate in a bar I can find. <laughs> I took them, they can, you can believe it. Some of them never had this kind of thing. They almost, they were happy like they were receiving the Holy Ghost. Okay, that's it. So that is a summary of what we're doing. God is good. And uh, around three weeks ago, uh, something else happened in our place. And uh, somebody came Sunday early morning and robbed everything that we had in our facility. And uh, someone, we believe, knew our, when we come, when we are not there, and uh, how to open the places and that kind of things. They wiped out all the instrument, projector, computer, all the instrument, including the drums. And uh, we have a small house in the campus, and uh, they get into their, our personal stuff being taken out. And, uh, you know, we have a big floodlight. All our campus is lighting up. They didn't shut them off any lights. They were just like, a, a, you know, middle of the day, they were robbed, everything. And our people came in the morning, and they were very upset. And I told them, listen, we don't have to, this is not the end of the world. Who said we, can, we need to have an instrument to praise God? And I said, get into it. Let's, let's have a praise and worship. You know what? This, that Sunday was the best service we had. And we prayed for the people. We blessed them. And we praying continually, God will convict these people, bring it to the knowledge of Christ. And, but then some people say, why are we praying? I say, Pastor, pray for, they will return the stuff. I said, no, I'm not praying for that. We're going to have a new stuff. <laughs> They can keep it. <laughs> Our God is big enough, God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So that we just trust in God. That's it. I, I get, we get a lot of discouragement from many people. Many people call them up and say, don't go to Mexico. And uh, it's very dangerous. You know, ask some of the people who was in the church in Texas a few months ago. They were singing and praising God. They got shot and killed many of them in the United States, in Texas, nearby Houston. In Florida, you know, people, kids are going to school, you know, got shot. You know, it's dangerous everywhere. He will work the same way. So it's dangerous everywhere. But the Bible says, God sending us among wolves, but we need to be like serpents. We need to be smart and ready uh, to live a life depend on the God's grace. And uh, so that is what we are doing. And uh, many people say, don't go there, and uh, it's dangerous, and this and this. But you know what? As of this day, God never told me to come back. He told me to go over there almost 20 years ago. He did not call me back yet. That's my problem. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going 
and serving the Lord, God is opening up uh, many places, many places over there to minister. We don't have any time, and uh, probably we don't have any time. That's all the problem we got. We don't have time enough to go all over the place. They have a lot of soul to be uh, win for the kingdom of God. The city, our churches, we have around 500,000 people live. And we took a survey. Every people, I mean, every person, including Catholic you know, believers who go to church, including Catholics, Baptists, and, you know, Pentecostals, and Jehovah Witness, every, every one of them, we, in the summit up, is less than 10,000 go to church. And we have an awesome opportunity reaching them. So they never heard gospel effectively. Sometimes we go and visit, knock on the doors and share the gospel. One time we went to one of the house, and uh, this young man was uh, doing some gardening in front of the house, and, and we stopped and said, hey, we want to speak to you. He said, for what? And I said, we want to share with you some spiritual things. Well, wait a minute, let me talk to my wife. She's the one who handled everything. <laughs> so he, because he don't, I mean, he's sincerely saying to me, you know, he, he sincerely telling me, hey, my wife handled that because he don't, he don't know nothing about what is spirit and what is spiritual things. He don't know nothing about it. He's thinking it's just like paying bills or something. And uh, another time we uh, talked to someone and uh, I asked him, uh, you have Jesus living in your heart? He just looked at me like you're crazy. Then um, uh, I said, uh, hey, you know, do you know Jesus? Yes. He lived next door to me. <laughs> so that kind of a place we are working. So they don't know anything about God's word. So I want you to keep us in your prayer. Today I want to, I'm not a big preacher, but I'm a missionary. And, um, you know, we don't preach really. We just um, uh, we just mess around with the people to get saved. <laughs> so today, I want to share something because when I received Christ many years ago, uh, some, you know, I think today somebody was sharing with me, even she remembered my testimony the first time I came, who was that? Somebody asked me the name of the lady who led me to, to salvation. You know, when uh, uh, her name is Sister Ruth, she led me to the salvation that time, I made a one determination in my life. What it is, I want to be an effective believer. Effective believer. Not, not more or less. Not namesake. Then when we look through the Bible, that is exactly God's word say. Jesus said, we are the light of the world. That means, light means effective, effectively dissolve the darkness. So we, that is God desiring, all of us, to be effective. I know, sometimes we, we became ineffective. And the, another scripture, you know, scripture say, in the same area, saying, we are the salt of the earth. Then they, then they keep on saying that if the savior, the taste of the salt is lost, it is only go, good for one thing. 
throw them out. So if we are not effective, we are really not pleasing God. We got to be effective Christians. We got to be effective believers. We got to be effective followers of Christ. So then our testimony, our witness be effective. Our ministry will be effective. So all of, and every person here sitting here, there are many seats are empty. And we all can, if we all decided today to, we're going to be effective, our walking with Christ. You know what? This place is going to be filled up. And many times um, uh, as uh, church members or church goers think the pastor's job or the leader's job is bringing the new people in the church. Really is not. It is every one of us. When we become effective, they're going to have some changes that are going to happen. Some people are going to pay attention to you, who you are. And God is going to use you. And also in Second Chronicles 7.14 say, If my people who call by, by name, if my people, if they seek the face of God, Call my name. Seek my face. I will heal the land. So it's powerful. You and me. It's effective. So if we can, we have a power to be effective to bring a healing and restoration and revival transformation in the land. In, In our family. In our nation. In our community. In our church. Wherever we are. And God can use us effectively. And that is God desiring. We need to be effectively to be a, 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 be a child of God. You know, in Romans 8, uh, 35, say, who can separate me, love of God. And they're giving a big list. If we are effective, we can say that word. Who can separate me? From the love of God. If you are not effective, you've been crying out, you're depressed, and you're blaming the pastor, you're blaming the pastor's hair, wife's hair, or whatever it is. <laughs> you look for everything to blame, and, but God wants you to be effective so you could challenge your situation and say, Who can separate me loving God? No one. And the same passage, the scripture saying, we are more than conquerors through Christ. It's effective. It's effective. So what are the situation we are going through, or what was it you're going through today? You know, if you are an effective Christian, you know, you don't have to worry about nothing. It don't matter you got uh, persecuted. It don't matter uh, you going sickness. It don't matter. You know, they have one of the stories, you know, if you... Uh, months ago, I heard about one one older lady got robbed in her home under the gun, and uh, you know this man who got in her house and said, "Lady, give me all the money, and I'm going to kill you, and uh, everything like that." And she just was so calm. She was a good Christian woman. She was an effective Christian woman. She said, "Hey, man, if you kill me, I have nothing to lose." I'm going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm old man, old woman. I'm going to be with Christ. How about you? <laughs> if you kill me, what's going to happen to you? 
She ministered to him. You know what happened? He cried out and kneeled down and received Christ. And she gave him $5, so he was happy when, you know, get out and go home. That is exactly God wants us to. We all need to be effective for God. Let's look at one of the, one of the first points. I want, I want a few points just to share. This is all in the Bible. It's, I don't invent, invented these things. First thing is, is the Bible says, do not conform to this world. This is one of the problems we got. If we, when we conform with this world, our effective power will be lost. So the Bible says, rather, we need to be transformed, renewing your mind, our mind. So we know the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. So then we can be effective. So many people today just going with the flow, that's what they say. I'm going with the flow. No, you cannot. You got to go with the, what the Holy Spirit leads you. In a, one of those powerful scriptures, say, "Whoever led by the Holy Spirit, they are." Look, oh, don't be fearful. Just say it. We, they are sons of God. But if you are not led by Holy Spirit, you are sons of. Don't be fearful. Say, bro. Oh wow! Did you hear that? If we are led by the Holy Spirit, we are sons of God. If we are not, we are devil's egos. I mean, sons. That is the Bible says. I, I don't invent that. It's not in the Bible. In your Bible. So, if we want to be effective, we need to renew our mind. We need to renew the mind and say, the way I'm living, the way we, I am, I'm not satisfied. I want God to use me Use me more. I want to go higher. And I, that is a decision you have to make so you can be effective. Let's look at the next one, second point. The second point is overcome evil with good. Many times, you know, people fail because they always, you know, get complained and uh, Angry with the people and angry with the church, angry with the pastor, angry with the God, I, you know, all kind of things. They're just angry. And uh, sometimes you, you, you want to revenge others. The Bible says, if you want to be effective, throw this thing out. Here the Bible says, you know, the Bible says, you, if your enemy hunger, feed him. Good luck. How many of you are ready to do that? If you thirst him, give him a drink. The last verse saying here, 21 saying, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So if we can do good, that is God wants us to do. You'll be amazed you know, how people respond the people who did bad, when you bless them, when you do one thing. One of the, uh, one of the preacher in New York got robbed one day in the New York street. You know how the New York is. 
they get I'm not putting in your that. They got he got stolen in the day in the middle of the day while he was walking. So you know this man would say, "Give me all the money. I'm going to choke you." Well, the poor minister got all the money and said, "Here you go." So while he walking away, preacher said, "Hey, come back. I have some change. I didn't got it." I want to give it to you. Because this is all God's money and God bless you. He said, wait a minute. I don't want God's money. I want your money. <laughs> he gave all the money back to him. <laughs> he said, I want your money. Preacher, I don't have no money. Everything I got is God's. Oh, I don't want that. Sometimes when we start blessing people, sometimes we're talking to people about God in a way you know, people react. We are God's children. When we react, the nature have to, or situation have to be react in different ways than worldly people can. People, when they say, when they leave, the, the way react. So when you have Christ in your life, if you are effective, your situations will change. Situation will react in a different fashion. And let's, let's look at the next one. Do not fall into the world's philosophy and the, some of the tradition. Yeah, you know, so I remember that one, one time I was visiting some people. We were getting out from the house, their house, going to some place. They say, hey, brother, don't, don't go now. I'm saying, why? One cat is just crossed in front of us. So we don't go. But they are Christian, they're saying. They are not effective. Because the, the God's word says, God given us the power to thread on the serpents. Amen. Cast out the devils. Yeah. And you know what happened? They don't know the word. The Bible says, with lack of knowledge, my people perish. So we need to read the word. Psalms 1 say, whoever meditate God's word, they are like the tree planted by the riverside. In the due time, they give fruit. And the last saying, whatever they do, they will prosper. You don't have to buy seven steps to prosperity. You only need to read Psalms 1 and God's word and live by God's word. You're going to be an effective Christian. You're going to walk in the abundance and prosperity of God. And so don't fall into the deception of the devil. Don't fall into the philosophies and things of the people say. And uh, when first time we went to uh, getting ready to go to Cuba, and uh, one of the, I called one of the ministers in, uh, in uh, Texas, and uh, I asked him to, because he always talking about ministry, going missions and everything. So and, uh, he called me and I, he left a message, so I called him back. And I said, Pastor, I'm going to, we're going to be going to Cuba, and I want you to keep us in prayer. Brother, don't go. I got a word for you. When you go over there, the earth, the island is going to split open, and many people are going to die. You also are going to die. I said, Pastor, this is the reason I need to go. I want you to come too, because we need to speak the word to these people before they die. 
You know, sometimes people just say the things very in a deceptive lies, and uh, it's not from God. We need to concentrate on God, and we need to be directed by the Holy Spirit. And next thing is, walk in the wisdom. Uh, everybody knows that where the wisdom comes from. The wisdom comes from God. The Bible says, if you're lacking wisdom, ask him. He will give it to you. Wisdom, you have nothing to compare with the riches of this world. You know, when God asks Solomon, what do you want? Money, rich, or wisdom? He's saying, give me the wisdom. So we need an instruction from God. That is a wisdom. You know, money will come and go. Riches and come and go. Things are go. But when you have wisdom, you know how to live as Christ, as God wants us to live. So we need to walk in wisdom. Let's look at the next one. This is all in your Bible. Speak each other psalms and spiritual songs. So how is our conversations? When we talk to another people, do we say something effectively to lift them up? Them? Sometimes we not. I remember one of the incidents, a couple of incidents I remember. One time we were in Dallas, and we always stay in a home away. You know what does that mean? People share their rooms, and it's so cheaper than, uh, unless you know I have a pastor pay for my hotel everywhere. And uh, so, you know, we look for a cheap way to live. So one of the lady had a big house, and her husband passed away, and she gave uh, her room for rent for a day, basically. We were cheap. So we stayed in that home uh, for one night. In the morning, we come out and uh, downstairs, and uh, she, we greeted her and, um, you know, just smiled with her and just have a small conversation. So we share some words to her positive, and she started listening. We share the gospel. Before we left, she received Christ. Later on, I got a letter. She told me, I'm going to start going to church. Thank you for the word you spoke. I feel like I find Christ in my life. I did not preach. I did not use uh, Revelation, Book of Revelation, or nothing like that. So I'm saying I just plainly spoke to them a couple of words in my broken English. How many of you born in this country? Let me see your hand. Oh, all of them. You can speak better ten thousand times better than me. Can share the gospel to many people. God wants to use you. Be effective. In another time, I, we met a one lady. She was drunk. She had a car accident. She was cursing everything. And we both you know, told her to come down. It's not the end of the world. And she was from Arkansas or something like that. She came to Texas, that town over there. We accidentally met her. And we said some words to her. In, you know, later on, we got a phone call, and later she sent us a note saying how, how much that comforted her heart. She stopped drinking. She stopped drug, taking drugs. 
she's looking for to go to church. And she sent us a $500 uh, gift to the ministry. I didn't ask for it. We did not say fancy stuff. We did not say nothing, just plain things. People are around you waiting, waiting. That's the reason Jesus said, you are the light. Don't your light will be hidden underneath the bushes in the, in the table or someplace else. Do, you know, you need to stir them up. Get it out, your light. Let the people see it. And so we need to be effective. And so when we speak to others, speak spiritual things. What did Jesus done in your life? What the preacher spoke last night, last Sunday? Or what Sunday school, you're an excellent Sunday school teacher. And whatever he spoke, I mean, he's touched my heart, the, the, the knowledge the brother have. So take a note and share with someone. Let, lead somebody to the Christ. Bring them to the church. Make them to go with you to heaven. That is all about. Let's look at the next one. I'm just about through. Then we get bored. And six, rejoice in the Lord always. Paul said, again I'm going to tell you. Secret. To be effective. Rejoice always. What does that mean? Rejoice always. In every situation. It don't matter what happened to you. It don't matter what kind of obstacles you are facing. It don't matter how sick you are. Or you have a cancer. You have a, you, you know, you, it don't matter what it is. The worst thing. If you can praise him, worship God, you're going to be the powerful person. You're going to be the effective person. Throw out the, you know, negative and dooms and that kind of thing. Throw them in the trash. Start declaring, you know, God is good. God is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Start speaking the word in your life and be rejoiced. Every situation. The Bible says the disciples were locked up. They got beaten up and locked up in the jail. In the middle of the night. In the midst of their pain. What they done? They sending complaints? No. They start singing. Worshipping. The Bible says that jail is shooken up. That iron doors open. The guards are knocked out. The chain is broken. They got freed. You know, that is God wants us to do. I don't know what he is going through in your life. Situation may be painful. Maybe uh, you cannot explain to no one. But God knows. But rejoice in the Lord. And rejoice and say, hey, this is good. You know, Romans 8, 28 is one of the favorite scriptures I got. We know that all things work for the good. Who love him. Who call according his riches. According to his purpose, rather. So if we can see the things different. We can speak, live effectively. So the things, negative things, difficult things, God is going to change around. 
you can, you're just going to believe it, how God can change around. And he always do that. The Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Then verse 6 say, be careful for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, you will request made unto God. So that's what we need to do. When you do that, you'll be effective. Let's look at the next one. Let your blessing and praise continually. Not only good times. Good times and bad times. Praise him. Rain or shine, praise him. Sickness or well, praise him. And when we do that, God will, God will do a miracle in your life and you'll be effective. I, yesterday, pastor spoke to me about some experience he had. It really touched my heart. Last night I was thinking three, four times. Pastor said, and he asked God, <laughs> you know, I'm going to die. God said, yes, everyone's going to die. <laughs> Pastor started laughing and rejoicing the Lord. That was the end of it. <laughs> he said, that cloud is gone from him. You know, that's it. That was a simple thing. <laughs> that's a simple thing. We have nothing to be worried. Just rejoice and continually praise him and worship him. God is good. God is good. The last one, not the least. Look for the blessed hope. If you have no hope in your life, that would be a terrible, that would be a wrong, horrible state you can be. Because hope is the one who holds you. You can have, you can be uh, hunger, you can be homeless, you can have a heart attack, Cancer, it don't matter what you can think. You can lose your uh, limbs, you can lose your legs. It don't matter what it is. If we have the hope that you know, someday I'm going to be with Christ. If we can look for that hope in your life, you're going to be an effective person. Can you believe that these all things you do it? You're going to be, I mean, you're going to be smiling. You're going to be uh, rejoicing. You'll be effective. Uh, when the service starts here, you're going to be jumping up and down. You're going to tear up the, you know, the seats, jumping up and down. Pastor, you may have to put a tiles. The carpet all going to be torn up because they were so rejoicing, running and dancing all over the place. So God wants today all of us to be effective. So let's Go to our world. Be effective. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. 
For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.